0: Hey, this is Taylor. This is Jake. And this is Dan. And this is Unicorn Finders where we are on the search to illuminate the elusive unicorn factor in everyday people, businesses and relationships. Hope you enjoy. The best intro music known to mankind. Thank you Streamyard for Thank you for elevator music and Streamyard's countdown music. Those two things just really get me going in the morning um but it's great to be with y'all good morning everybody happy thursday today is unicorn finders day Woo. it's a national holiday every thursday we go live with some amazing guests and today is going to be great it is so great dan was already asking questions before we even went live and we had to say hey, yeah so, asking questions we're not even live <laughs> yeah, yeah. So,
1: save uh, the good time
0: ta- content for the people yeah exactly so very excited to be with y'all today um, I want to give quick intros real fast with all of us. But again, if you are coming across this on your feed, and you're like, what the heck is it? <clears throat> Unicorn Finders was stemmed out of COVID. Um, like a lot of businesses over the last two years, I feel like, And uh, Dan, Jake, and I are very good friends, um, not only when we are live, but also when we are not live. And uh, so we decided to start hanging out, start interviewing folks, leverage our network and allow platform to showcase individuals and companies who are doing some unicorn like things. And, um, you know, I I would say uh, this, I say Rian uh, and Govalo is doing it, uh, doing, doing some cool things. So, very excited for today. So, let's go around real quick and get some intros real fast. My name is Taylor Destin. I'm in Nashville, Tennessee. I recruit engineering talent, um, across the country in fully remote, um, settings. Uh, so that's what I do at a super high level. Jake. Yo, Hey,
2: Jake Shepard, Raleigh, North Carolina here and, uh, build engineering services and, uh, products and, uh, and then then building myself, build them for others, whatever I can do to solve, t- uh, business problems with technology. That's where I'm at. So I love it. Dan.
1: Perfect. Dan Thompson uh, with uh, Vaco Tampa, lead the technology practice down there. Uh, do a lot of staff aug and software delivery, do a lot of executive search as well. And then in my free time, I, uh, I pin uh, records to the back of my wall. So. I love <laughs> it. All well, right.
0: And last but not least, the speaker herself.
3: My name is Rianne Boitler, and I'm the co-founder of Govallo and the executive chairperson of Ventov. Today, I'm joining you from downtown Los Angeles out of a hotel room because I spoke at Shopify LA last night, so you're going to keep seeing an elevator over here go up and down because I'm on the 22nd floor, uh, but Ooh. typically I'm based out of Redlands, California, which is in the Inland Empire.
0: Yeah. I love it. I love it. All right. Well, let's dive in. So the first question for Rianne, what is Govalo?
3: Gavalo is reinventing the digital gifting experience. So we're starting by addressing gift cards and how to make gift cards more robust, more fully featured, and explore the way they can be used on Shopify. Uh, the reason we're building on Shopify is because my business partner Kelly Vaughn and I, and co-founder um, Kelly Vaughn and I. We know Shopify. I've been in the space for almost a decade, and she's been around for eight years. So together, we're basically like the grandmas of Shopify. <laughs> and uh, which, well, as you know, you know the industry moves so fast. It's like what it, so. what's one year in startup years is like ten years. I've been around for like a hundred years. I'm very old. <laughs> so mm, um, we get it.
1: <laughs> if the staffing world's the same. We're dinosaurs after two years.
3: I know you're like, oh, this has been a lot. Everything keeps changing. So, yeah, you
1: have hair that looked like Jake's back in the day.
3: I don't <laughs> believe you. I don't.
1: <laughs> you're coming back. Right? Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so, I, uh, we we were like okay. First of all, the native gift card solution for Shopify was functional. <clears throat> uh, Shopify builds for the eighty percent, not the twenty percent. Um, as I said yeah. before, I've been building in Shopify for for a very long time, and that's something I really love because that's I've made my money by being a Shopify app developer. That's like yeah. how I've made all of my money throughout the past few years, plus the money from speaking. But like that's nominal in comparison. Yeah,
1: not a big deal.
3: And so, uh, yeah. yeah, we we looked at it. Uh, the oh, so the Shopify gift card, the way it works, like. Um, if I wanted to send you, Dan, a gift card, I would be like, oh, I want to send him a, a gift card to this dope record store. And it has a Shopify native solution on it. Then I would send the gift card to myself because there's no way to send it directly to you. So that was the initial solve. It was like, mm. how do I just send the gift card to Dan?
0: Like Wait, so literally. Would and to, I know that. You would have <laughs> to like buy a gift card and then you would have to send it to you and then forward it to Correct.
3: Dan? Yeah, which like ruins, Very then it's funky. not a gift. You're kind of just like, right. you're just hey.
1: You know, hey, man, I forwarded just boarded you a
3: gift card. Happy
1: birthday.
2: I promise I gave it to you. Yeah, 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 yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. and with that, there's no metrics to, to see what's the usage. What's the AOV uh, surrounding this? How can we really yeah. drill down and make this a good uh, experience for customers? Because customers are using more and more gift cards every year. The spend is increasing. Like over the, last Christmas, holiday spend was supposed to be 43 percent of everybody's budget right so 43 dollars or 430 dollars out of every thousand dollars and they were supposed to be 26 percent growth this last holiday uh but yeah. obviously this supply chain crunch happened and is still happening and so it ended up being a 47 percent growth over 2021 yeah. holiday alone so this wow. market's ripe. uh yeah. it is ripe it is ready and the reality too um, I've been reading, I read a bunch of nerdy books, but I read this really cool book on me. I read this really cool book about COVID-19 and financial technologies. And basically it posits that <laughs> <laughs> you're like, that's not cool. Uh, how, that how once we have adopted new technologies in the financial sector, FinTech or financial services sector, we don't go back all la banks. If you've been in an IRL bank recently, there's like nobody there.
2: Nobody there. Yeah. yeah.
3: Nobody there. It's weird. You're like, uh, is there a banker? Is there a teller? Like there's two people right. here. There's right. who's in charge. Uh and 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 that just shows to once we adopt technology, we don't tend to unadopt technology. We're just like, here's mm-hmm. the new technology, this is the new thing.
0: Hmm. Yeah. And, and and so and so Govalo essentially gives the opportunity for companies. So it's essentially is it is it a, is it a piece, of, is a software that companies can buy, can purchase and kind of like attach to their like marketplace and be able to track gift card usage and and, and make it more seamless? Is that kind of the idea?
3: That is the idea, but right now we're just on Shopify. So there's not a ton okay. of market placing on Shopify. Uh, okay. But we're starting on Shopify just because it's our playground, and sure. this is where we're going to sandbox. And then after that, we are we really want to take on the entirety of commerce because commerce is huge, and commerce is for everybody.
0: That's awesome.
1: So, so Ryan, I have a question for you about the gift card industry. What are uh, so obviously a lot of the issues that we had before were. Um, you had these plastic cards that you had to keep in your wallet or keep in a drawer. People often forgot about them. Um, we've changed to a lot more digital you know, certificates and codes and things of that nature. But your platform, you know, adoptability, obviously there's a, a lot of gift cards being sent. But what is the uh, kind of the usage rate or what are you guys seeing from uh, integration with your platform to how people are, are using their gift cards, not just storing them?
3: So. Okay, so typically, if someone does use a gift card, their AOV increases by $59. What, is, Gavalo, what, is average,
0: what does AOV mean?
3: Oh, I'm so sorry. Average order value.
0: There it is. All right, cool. I was, I, was like, soup. I was like, I'm not I am smart an
3: I am wa- a walking acronym soup. I've I, love just, it. I've, I love it. It's, you know what it's like. You've around tech. You're like, oh, do you mean? You don't I, someone said something, though, yeah. yesterday to me in a meeting. I literally Googled it while they were talking. I was like, I don't know what that means. Well, I'm one over mean. here.
0: Like, Dan Dan didn't have any questions or neither did Jay because I was like, they know what AOV is. I'm over here going, what the hell's AOV? I have no <laughs> idea what that is.
1: <laughs> I only no, do it because I have a Wix store, Taylor. I mean, I'm not, you know. Oh,
0: there you go.
3: Okay. Okay. Um, we'll move to so- Shopify.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
3: let let me help, please. Let me just help you. Let me help you. I also care about SEO. So, like for your SEO needs in future, you need to. to, I'm not going to say anything. Sounds like we got a business Um,
1: opportunity. Yeah, yeah.
3: Okay, so, (laughs) so on Gavalo, the average order value actually is increased by $75 instead of $59 because the way we have structured the ease and the ease of use by which uh, folks can. it, I can't think of words. You can tell it's early on the West Coast. I'm like, no, uh, you're word. Fine. You're
0: doing great. When, you're doing great.
3: Um, like when you reimburse your gift card, that's not the word. Um, But anyways, we're going to live with that. When you, when you, you redeem, Oh, there is it still, a, oh. still an R word. Redeem your gift card. with of all, of $75 more. Now, what's also interesting, though, is with targeted gift cards, there's better redemption percentages so for instance like uh, house uses us the aperitif company felix gray yeah. etc and if we look at redemption numbers not just for them but just in general across the board we see a higher level of redemption because with gifting the more personal it is the better So it's like one thing to give an Amazon gift card because an Amazon gift card, you're like, here's a present for everything. That's like as thoughtful as giving a card to Target. You're like, get whatever. You like Target, right? You know, you must like Amazon because everything's on it. As opposed to being like, hey, I know that you like records, right? Jake likes black t-shirts, same. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So I love black t-shirts too. Like, I get it. Um, But then I'm like, oh, I'm going to buy you – the gift card to the place you want them to shop at, which makes you much more likely to then use the gift card. Like it, mm. you know. Yeah. And then it's it doesn't hit as like a last minute gift because even if it is one, because you're like, oh no, I know this person likes this thing and they're going to use it. Yeah. So yeah,
1: I've got a I've got a follow up question. It's about the gift card industry as a whole because I know very little about it. I'm learning ten or fifteen times more every word that you say. So Same. Same. um, So when somebody buys a gift card, it sits as a a company liability until either it expires or until that money is, is spent, right? So the businesses want you to both buy it and then use it. Um, you know, as a consumer for, for whom you're buying it for. Um, I know what happens a lot. when We were talking about it before the show is a lot of people get gift cards and then forget about them. Is there a, a feature or do you guys build in the ability for folks to remember? Hey, I do have this gift card or, Hey, I'm on this website. I forgot I got a gift card from Jake six months ago. Cause he was super nice to remind me to say, Hey, you, you have some money here that the company a wants you to spend. Cause you're likely going to spend $74 more per purchase, but also so we can, take it off our liabilities. Is there kind of that functionality in it as well?
3: There is right now it's through Clavio. So we have an integration with Clavio that allows us to re- send reminders and which is, which is key. Cause like, again, half of the problem with gift cards is forgetting that they exist. Yes. Yes. And, and so in, mm-hmm. on our roadmap, I will also say I'm going to be missed. I'm going to be like mystical here. Uh, <laughs> I will say there's a lot more features that will mm-hmm. bolster ability to remember coming up.
1: Mm-hmm. So, okay. <laughs> love it.
2: <laughs> so it, but it's a bad thing. Cause I always thought, or I know there wasn't a big abandonment rate of gift cards. I thought at some point that would just turn into, you know, revenue with almost no cost or I guess yeah, at that point it'd just be um, profit. Is, but they don't want that. They still they want to have it because these gift cards don't expire, or is there a certain statute of limitations that just rolls in? And so I'm trying to understand like the overall like business so side. I totally you're, understand you're, why neither consumer wants what you guys want, right? Um, yeah. Yeah.
3: So, okay, so gift cards are are a little bit of a bear because every state has different gift card laws. Because why? Really? They? Yeah. What? Yeah. Just like
1: everything. everything. Every state has
3: different gift card laws. Every country has different. So there's like the federal laws and then the state laws. And then multiply that by all the countries in the world um, that we can do business with. Obviously, we don't do business with sanctioned countries or OFAC countries. So with that being said, um, yeah, it it can be a little bit brutal. So for instance, in California, gift cards don't expire. Period.
1: Yeah.
3: And so it'll never go. Yeah. Well, you know, California, you know what it's like out here. It's like, we're like, yeah, we love rules. Uh, So
1: (laughs) (laughs) So,
2: yeah,
3: but the other reality is California is like, right. It's one of the GDP leaders of the world if you isolate it out. And so Mm -hmm. when folks ask us like, well, what, what rules should we follow? Who should we follow? And I'm always saying, look, if you're selling online and I'm not a lawyer, right. Go seek legal counsel. I am not an attorney. And we say that we're very clear like, we are not attorneys. Yeah. We are not God's gift, like, to, to, to <laughs> gift cards outside of building software uh, yeah. enablement. But at the same time, logically, if you're selling, let's say just in the United States, you should probably follow the most conservative laws because inevitably yeah. someone's going to cross state purchase into California and then you're on the hook for California rules because that's just how it works. And Mm. so that's always our advice. Like we have a publicly traded company that uses us, their whole portfolio uses us. And that's our advice to them. We're like, check with your legal team. But that's like what I would do is create a system. And and like, if you look on Felix Gray's website, they're like, our gift cards do not expire, period. Mm.
0: Mm. So I want to pivot a little bit. And and if we need to stay on the product specific, I'm fine with that. I'm just, I'm always fascinated with, kind of the origin story right yeah. and and then maybe maybe a failure or two because like because because i've had you know i've had a lot of people we've had a lot of people come up to us like hey we love unicorn finders you guys talk about great stuff but we want to know about failures of these people right because we're we're interviewing a lot of founders co-founders and yeah. of startups because that's kind of our angle and so can you t- talk about the origin story first how y'all came to this and then ultimately maybe a failure or two that that people need to keep in mind if they're spinning up a business
3: Absolutely. So uh, Kelly and I, like like the real Genesis story. So Kelly and I met at Pursuit, uh, which was a Shopify event for partners in 2018. It's our first time giving a talk. I have been a professional speaker for a long time. And I kind of helped, I saw this like look of like fear in her eyes, which I get because speaking in front of 120, 150 people can be very overwhelming. And you know, there's not a lot of women in our space. And I'm, I really, I, I don't think that women supporting women should be lip service. I think we should actually walk that path. And I so that. I was like, how are you doing? Like, you know, I'm Ryan. blah, blah, blah. And so I like literally sat and took notes during her talk for her. And there's actually a picture that our now director of partnerships took of me sitting, watching Kelly, like writing. It's so funny. Cause that's like, that's the moment that we met. Fast forward. Um, Kelly was looking for a mentor and I was like, Hey, like I'm old. I've been, I've been in business for a very long time. Right. I've been in leadership positions since I was literally 20 years old. Now I'm not 20 years old. I, I would be happy to mentor you. And she's like dope. And so we started mentor. I started mentoring her and we started meeting once a week. And then we, we became friends. well, what really triggered our friendship was the pandemic. And we were like, Oh, like we vibe, we get along. We really connect and have multiple things that we care about. And, and, and being an entrepreneur can be really lonely right i've been an entrepreneur for a very long time and there's not a lot of times you get to just speak openly about what's going on in your life because Mm. a lot of your friends if they're not entrepreneurs too don't really get it because they're like why are you worried about this random thing and i'm like why are you worried about your court case i don't know you know it's it's very it's different it's and the the challenges we face are different and so we started a podcast called commerce tea uh in i think it was may 2020 maybe june 2020. And we vibed, we found out we worked really well together. And then in 2021, Kelly was on a road trip and some stuff in the market happened. And we're like, and she like sends me this link. And I like, I'm like, I sent like the eyes emoji. I can't really wink. I can only wink with one (laughs) eye. I sent the eyes emoji back and I was, the eyes emoji like, hey. And and I'm like, and she's like, let's build. I'm like, let's let's roll. So we did. Uh, so, so we did build and it's been super, super exciting. Uh, Kelly wrote our first line of code in July of 2021, and we were live in the App Store in October 2021.
1: Wow. That's, wow. That seems really fast. Uh, <laughs> Dan. Special...
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there's somebody just that's sleeping happened been... and eating and like the normal
1: stuff. <laughs> I,
3: I mean, like, I, I've I heard haven't... about those things.
1: <laughs> I, I haven't written code since um, I did it to put some HTML code on my MySpace when I was in high school. So <laughs> that's, that seems very quick. Um, obviously, you guys have a great idea. Obviously, there's a, a missing you know, component. But how did you guys get into a position where not only you had such a good idea, but were able to deliver it so quickly?
3: So we actually took all of our Commerce T earnings because we were sponsored. We paid mm. ourselves out. We hadn't taken a dime so we paid ourselves money and then we put a hundred percent of that money back into the into mm. we're like wow. okay let's try to bootstrap and so we probably had like forty thousand dollars or fifty thousand dollars from that and we're like let's do um, this uh, we can do it now we made a mistake wow. so here, here here's a failure i know there you goes. asked i mean i'm just gonna me keep, me keep it 100. i love it so we we went about mm. to hire um a full stack engineer Mm. and we hired someone who on paper was really good. And unfortunately, she just – It was one of those things where inherently, I think it's good to operate with a high trust battery when you work with people. I don't think it's necessarily positive or like ethical to be a micromanager. And she just wasn't doing the most. And so it kind of held up her development, and that's okay. And unfortunately, Mm -hmm. we had to part ways. Uh, She's a great Mm -hmm. person. It's just she wasn't equipped. Mm -hmm. She was more of a front-end than a full stack right. and that's okay. I just think sometimes folks market themselves like, oh no, I can be a full oh, stack. Yeah. No, it's okay if you're not. All the
0: time.
2: Like, yeah. Like be being well, the best some, front end on earth. And some because they aren't full stack, they may not really realize what it actually takes to be full mm-hmm. stack. They might not even it, know that they're mismarketing themselves.
3: Yeah. Exactly. And she was lovely and then our back end engineer Ivy asterix is amazing. She's still with us. She's a back-end engineer and she's like an InfoSec gal. She's fantastic. So she's mm. been with us since day day dot. She has been around forever with us. And um, so she she's ridden this wave with us, and, and it's really exciting for, for another awesome woman in the space to to be on okay. our on our team and to be writing with us.
0: What
2: so yeah, what? that's how
3: Cavallo came to be. Yeah, that's
2: all. Awesome. I love it. So much. Yeah. How how has um How's adoption been for you guys? Like how's growth? Yeah. How's sales? Um Ad- adoption's really out?
3: good. Uh yeah. we have as of I mean, yesterday
2: followings, right? So that in the Shopify space, geez, that also can help, right?
3: Yeah. I mean, us being like Kelly being a full-blown influencer and me being like a nano influencer is definitely helpful. Um, and I'm not gonna lie about that. Like, that is definitely helpful. Mm-hmm. The fact we've been around awesome. for a long time is also very helpful because it's not like oh hey you're random people that we don't know trying to break into the e space it's like right. oh no it's Rian I've known her for years oh no it's Kelly I've known her for years <laughs> and that's very helpful just from a trustworthiness perspective because folks know that we're not going to put out junk software I yeah. don't
1: mm-hmm.
3: we don't put out bad software uh, obviously yeah. good software is never done right but like <laughs> we don't push bad things to production ever and and so um Oh my gosh, I can't remember. Oh, we have 564 users as of I think Monday.
1: That's all awesome. which
3: is yeah, it's fairly good adoption. We're really excited about it. Over this the first Black Friday, Cyber Monday uh to Christmas, that span. The first time we did thirty thousand dollars in gift card GMV. So um so just that's gift card volume. And that's cool. in mm-hmm. USD. Uh initially we calculated it and we didn't taken to effect there was multiple currencies we are in 23 different currencies and we're like oh, oh. my gosh two million dollars no we were wrong but that's okay that's okay 330 isn't bad either so we're super excited that was the first holiday and that was that's when amazing we, that's incredible a lot of stores were- yeah it was it was so dope and so now yeah. we're building our base so
0: what yeah. uh what's the uh what's the fee structure like for companies that want to Use Govala within their ecosystem is like a seven percent, ten percent, five percent. Like, what's what's you alls structure yeah. with that?
3: I mean, that you- percentage <laughs> is more aggressive than mine. Yeah, yeah, what's up, Jake?
2: And how did you pick? How did you yeah. set up your fees? We have people ask pricing questions to us all the time. How all did, the time. How did, mm-hmm. how did you get there? Right,
3: so Yeah. So pricing is challenging, right? Because there's like market tolerance, there's competitor, like you don't want to be like the cheap solution, but you also want to yeah. be affordable. It's so a lot of things that go into pricing and pricing effectively. Candidly, at my old company, Ventop that I, I founded a long time ago with Josh Highland, um, who is a technical co-founder over there. By the way, I'm not a technical co-founder in case anyone thinks otherwise. No, I'm I'm a short stack developer who can write some mal sometimes. <laughs> it forced uh mm-hmm. so like dan i'm like i'm great on myspace uh so <laughs> what what we did with event when we set a price is we just guessed which is like the most mm-hmm. naive way we're like 20 dollars yeah, yeah. seems fine and we just did it and then i love we got it it
1: sounds users. good That
3: sounds great it sounds <laughs> good we're like we're like, like like josh and i are two punk kids who like literally met on tour so it's like mm-hmm. we're like oh yeah 20 bucks that's like so much money and we just get X amount of users. Oh my gosh, we'll be rich. Right? Like that was at the time every, we were bootstrapped. We we're like, duh, this is how you set pricing. You guess. Okay. That's not yeah. how you set pricing. I know this now. So <laughs> we did a lot of market research and we have three tiers at Gavalo. So we have essential premium and enterprise, essentially $0 a month. However, we do t- we take 2.9% of gift card volume up okay. front. So oh. it's like a usage fee. So kind of like think a stripe mm-hmm. model. And then uh, premium is $50. There's features gated at premium, $50, 2.25% usage. And then uh, enterprise is $250 with 1.5% usage. Obviously, we also, like, if if there are high GMV merchants listening to me right now, we Mm -hmm. also do custom deals. And that's for, we've got, you know, for folks like our big publicly traded brand, we have yeah. ten or eleven of their portfolio companies. We have a special deal worked out with them because the end of the day, this is not just this. This isn't just an MRR play. This is a volume game.
0: Yeah, I was. Oh, go ahead, Dan. I was just going to ask what.
1: So you, you guys have grown five hundred and fifty plus. I, I don't remember the exact number. Um, customers that you guys have right now. What's the what are some of the hurdles that you guys have ahead of you guys to continue to to grow and scale your business?
3: I would say the main hurdle, that's a great question.
1: Hmm.
3: There is a competitor in the space, not a one-to-one competitor, but there's a competitor in the space that has a lot of contracts.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And so the contracts are for like, you know, X amount of years or whatever. And so right. some of the folks that we're talking to are in this contract. And right. so, working around how we can work—like it's not an exclusivity contract—but you know they're like bound to pay X amount for Y years. So it's it's working with them to figure out a way that we can provide them value uh, until their contract expires. So really build that relationship. So that's one thing. The other thing that I, I think is just a major mm-hmm. hurdle. Frankly, is is raising capital as a woman. Like that's something that is mm-hmm. relatively yeah. difficult. And and we in our uh we raised our pre-seed back in September and we did really well in our pre-seed. And then when we went to raise our seed round, we faced significant headwinds. And and but and Kelly and I are both bootstrappers. So like I get it. People are mm-hmm. like, oh, you haven't had a venture back company before. Like, do you know what you're right. doing? But at the same time, I'm like, yeah, but my Ventop has like 25,000 active paying users. Like I do know what I'm doing. And so there's a certain amount of tension there and us figuring out how to navigate the VC world in a way that makes sense and that is well received because like I mentioned earlier, like I come from like punk and touring and sleeping on floors. So I'm just like, here's the numbers. They make sense to me. (laughs) Like, and I write checks. So I'm just like, I just want to know the numbers and the founders and that's it. So, but that's not real. Like that's not actually Mm. how VC works and that's okay. My mistake, naive of me. (laughs) And so pausing, recalibrating and um, raising around is is kind of what's ahead of us. And we're doing pretty well on it, but it's definitely something that was more challenging than I was expecting. So those headwinds, Mm. I didn't build into our timeline. Neither of us did, so we're like, we're going to be doing X, you know, by March. And now I'm like, no, we're raising money. Uh, So that's that's okay. Um, The other challenge I would say facing us is just any regulatory things that come down the pipe, right? We are we are at the whim of the federal government and the (laughs) state state government, Uh, and that's just anytime you work in financial services, financial technologies, you just run up against that, but. We have really great partners, a great partnership with Shopify. We have great partners. We have over 50 partners in our personal, like our Gabala's ecosystem already. We brought over Caitlin Teed from Shopify. She's our director of partnerships. She's fantastic. She's really activated our partnership team and our partnership program. That's generating leads. So everything's really you know coming up roses it's just a matter of staying focused on what we need to do right as founders there's like the things founders have to do and there's the things our team has to do and as executives there's the way we have to manage right and it, it is challenging to lead while fundraising because you're mm. doing two things at once mm. and and right. fundraising it eats a lot of your time and you're like i just want to like hang out with my team no okay i'm back in this meeting so i yeah. would say that that
2: is splitting go that well, time well, I have a team <laughs> right so it's like that 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 balance is always hard to <laughs> well, 100%. And,
0: and, and I'm interested too. And 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 we'll wrap up here in a, in a minute or two. Um, all the questions, though, uh, I I am curious. I want to touch on you and Kelly being macro and micro influencers per se, right? Because I want to I want to uncover that and how important though that is. I think for businesses moving forward. I mean, we talk about influencer marketing. You know, I'm I'm super passionate about marketing and content. That's kind of where I've really become fascinated over the last two years and paying attention to that stuff. Um, What would you say to companies right now? Mm -hmm. um, And the importance of having somebody like a Kelly or like a Rian on board who are very active and, and like the importance of that in today's world. Can you speak on that at all?
3: Yeah, absolutely. It, it's imperative that you have a robust online presence. I actually didn't play that game for a very long time. I was just mm. building Ventov, like, heads down. Yeah. I had, like, 300 Twitter followers, I think, uh, at the beginning of the pan- – I just didn't care. I was yeah. like, I'm just building. Like, leave me alone. I'm just building. And then it became more and more – What really happened was Clubhouse Ajay. happened to me. Um, and then I was on Clubhouse Summer 2020. I'm like, Clubhouse, comma, class of 2020, Summer 2020. And <laughs> I realized – Oh, this is a networking device. This is a networking tool. And I don't know why that didn't click with me before. But then I, I realized, okay, Twitter's a networking tool and it's a way to amplify my voice. Mm-hmm. And I get to choose what I tweet about. My tweets are very chaotic. Like they're not, they don't really follow a theme per se, but I do tweet about supply chain. I do tweet about SEO. I do tweet about entrepreneurship. And those are kind of the things that I know and love. And mm-hmm. I I think that if you don't take advantage of that like I wish I had taken advantage of it sooner and now I'm kind of struggling to to get up to speed whereas mm. Kelly is much better at that than I yeah. am which is a super skill and mm. being able to put yourself out there and and get followers and then that's like how you you can raise money like that you can yeah. we found our engineers like, like because oh, of yeah. Kelly Oh, yeah. that's
1: mm-hmm. how oh, yeah. We,
3: we have a robust team of engineers. When no one else could hire, we could hire. Yeah. And that's because of Kelly and her network, period. Yeah. And it's because of Twitter.
0: I love that. Same. I spun up a whole new division of Vaco because of Twitter. <laughs> so yeah. it's, uh, it's, like, it's a very wow. real thing. It's a very real thing. So as we wrap up here, Rian, thank you again for hanging out with us. Thank you all for who watched this morning. Any last, um, last things you want to say about Govalo or – Just, you know, advice to startup founders, CEOs, um, just any last little wise words of wisdom.
3: Okay. Hmm. I have so many thoughts about entrepreneurship. (laughs) Uh, So entrepreneurship is a ride. We all talk about it. It is a journey. it's a roller coaster. Keep your head up. Eyes on the prize. Keep going. There will be chaos around you walk through the chaos. Uh, Bukowski ta- has a poem. It's like, what matters most is how we walk through the fire. Entrepreneurship mm. is a fire.
0: Mm. Walk
3: through it with grace, dignity, kindness, and humility. It'll get you a long way, but always be kind. Always, always be kind.
0: Yep. I love that. I love That's awesome. Well, y'all I thank you that. again for hanging out with us today. That was great. That was a, that was a great way to end it. Uh, uh, Rian, thank you so much. <laughs> Um, stay on real quick as we end it I want to say bye to you um, but y'all okay. have a great Thursday and we'll see y'all next week
2: we'll see you next week we've got head of NFT for VaynerMedia uh, next next week
0: yep, yep. can't wait yep. head of NFT VaynerMedia um, he and I grabbed dinner in New York together um, Chris Choice he is responsible for setting NFT direction for companies like Pepsi and Budweiser at VaynerMedia so gonna be exciting come hang out with us next week we'll see y'all bye
2: Thank y'all so much for tuning in to this episode of the Unicorn Finders. If you found any of that interesting or helpful at all, please share it with your friends. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, or want to be a part of our podcast, be sure to email us at info at theunicornfinders.com.
1: And while you're at it, make sure you rate, review, and subscribe us five stars and share it with a friend of two. We'll see you next week.